Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Twice a week on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this one. What can India's history of vaccines tell us about the way forward? It's day 161 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 7,42,417 cases with 20,642 deaths. Until I started reporting on Covaxin, the vaccine that the Indian government is collaborating on and pushing hard for, there were a number of things about vaccines that I had never paid much attention to. Personally, like any science-minded person, I am a strong supporter of vaccines. even more so since i now have small children but there's so much about the process that i hadn't given much thought to earlier this week i had the opportunity to interview dr shahid jamil dr jamil is a virologist and a legend in the field his work on both the hepatitis e virus and the human immunodeficiency virus is regarded as having transformed the field He is now the CEO of the Welcome Trust DBT Alliance India, a joint initiative of a UK charity and the Indian government that funds innovative research in health and biomedical sciences in India. He has been one of the most important voices in the conversation on the COVID vaccine in India, and I got to ask him some very basic aspects of the process that I didn't know about. For one, I wanted to know if there was any particular value for India in having an Indian vaccine since there isn't yet evidence that the Indian strain of the SARS-CoV-2 virus is very different from strains seen in other parts of the world. The effectiveness of any vaccine or any drug hmm. also depends on the genes that we carry and humans hmm. are an outbred population unlike the, the mice uh, that we use in labs that are inbred populations right so each one of us has a different you know slightly different set of genes right and our response to infection and, and our response to vaccines our response to drugs all vary uh, you know some people can take uh, you know 250 mg of paracetamol and their headache and body ache disappears right some someone else needs 650 to get the same effect and right. just as an example right so that is one uh, and you know also the state of health mm-hmm. of people in different parts of the world is different and i'll give you a classic example of the oral polio vaccine okay see the number of pulse polio days that india has had mm. no other country has had right uh, and that is largely because uh, the uh, oral polio vaccine effectiveness in indian children was found to be rather poor i see because uh, children in india and children in sub saharan africa have other gut infections right. which makes it difficult for the virus to colonize and you know sort of give rise to the right immune responses right nutrition is another factor people right. who are malnourished have poor immune responses right people who are diabetic have poor immune responses so all of these things complicate things right and therefore trials must happen in different populations right and uh, again you know men and women have different responses hmm so uh, you know and that's why trials have people who are diverse and right. trials have to happen in diverse locations 
let's say there is a vaccine uh, that is being tested in US hmm. and let's say it is found to be efficacious right uh before the vaccine is introduced in india hmm. the uh requirement from indian drug regulator is that you must do a bridge trial okay which means that the vaccine has already been tested for safety i see and for dosage so you hmm. don't have to do uh you know a large phase 1 or a phase 2 trial hmm. but you still have to do a limited trial to test whether the vaccine is efficacious in your population or not right uh, and a good example of this is uh, papilloma vaccine which is extensively used in the west hmm. when it was tried out in india uh, some complications happened right yes Uh, so yes, uh, it has to be tested in. Um, but you know that I'm talking about normal times. Right. These are pandemic times. So right. the drug regulator may give emergency approval. Right. The drug regulator may say this vaccine has been tested in a U.S. population. It has been found to be safe and effective, and therefore I will give emergency approval. Right. For this to be used in India. Right. but in that case it will only be used in high risk populations mm-hmm. okay so it would be given to healthcare workers it would be given to right. security personnel who mm-hmm. are at the front line right. all of that i was also able to ask him another very basic question about trials suppose i was a, a participant in a trial i might um, i might alter my behavior because of my heightened understanding or heightened sort of sensitivity to the pandemic right then so how right. how do you get past that no that's a very good question most people don't ask that question and uh, you know uh, if you are a participant in a trial mm. uh, you don't know whether you're getting the placebo or you're getting the vaccine ah right 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 uh, at least in phase 3 Okay, phase right. one and two, which is mainly a safety trial and a trial to assess dosage. Right. Everyone gets the vaccine. Right. But the efficacy trial phase three, hmm. you don't know whether you're getting placebo or you're getting the vaccine. Right. So, uh, one thing, as you said, you may have better understanding because you have been briefed hmm. about all the precautions. Hmm. and you may be more careful right but you may also feel more empowered that you are getting a vaccine hmm. and you may be more careless hmm. right. uh, and what if you are not getting the vaccine you are getting a placebo right so it balances out right i mean the protocol for a phase 3 is that everyone must be advised to follow the standard uh, precautions hmm. just because you're doing a vaccine trial you can't tell people that you know you can go out without a mask right. you can do not do social distancing right you cannot practice socializing you have to do you know hand hygiene you have to do all of that right the idea is for people to get naturally infected finally i asked him about the indian vaccines under development and what india's vaccine history can tell us about what's possible India is developing two vaccines now i mean has uh, trials that have been approved for two vaccines right uh one is the icmr uh, 
Bharat Biotech vaccine. Right. And the other is a Zytus Cadilla vaccine, which right. is a DNA vaccine. Right. Uh, DNA vaccine is a very new concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what pitfalls we will see. It has to be seen. Right. There is a lot of experience uh, the world has on inactivated vaccines. Right. Uh, many vaccines in use right now are inactivated vaccines. Right. But there have also been complications with, uh, you know, uh, inactivated vaccines. And the most famous one is for another respiratory virus that infects children. It's called respiratory syncytial virus, RSV. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, In 1969, uh, it, it was discovered that children who were getting the vaccine were becoming sicker than they were exposed to RSV. Oh, wow. And it turned out that uh, that vaccine was causing something which is called vaccine-associated enhancement of disease. Right. Uh, And there is a a mechanism has been worked out. But Mm -hmm. essentially, uh, if the immune response is suboptimal, mm. the antibodies, instead of neutralizing the virus, will sometimes allow the virus to enter cells better or it will precipitate immune complexes which can cause problems in the kidneys and, and other organs. I see. So therefore, it is very important that the immune response is the correct immune response. And that's why you you know you have to go through extensive testing. Right. Uh, see, an inactivated vaccine, the way you make it is to use, you, you grow up large amounts of the virus and mm. then you chemically treat it mm. to kill the virus. Right. In the chemical inactivation process, you do modify the surface of the virus, you Mm. modify the surface protein. Mm. So there is a possibility it may not give very effective antibodies or at least the right quality of antibodies. Mm. Right. Uh, Another example of this is in dengue. Uh, You know, dengue has four serotypes. Right. If you develop uh, antibodies to one serotype, it mm-hmm. doesn't neutralize the other serotype. In right. fact, it enhances the oh, really? uh, disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is why you may have read that uh, if somebody has already had dengue once mm-hmm. and they get dengue again right. because of a different uh, serotype of virus, mm-hmm. that disease is much worse the second time than it is first time. Right. So there are all these complications. So, right. you know, you can't really predict how a given virus is going to behave. Right. That's why, you know, while there are learnings from one virus, right. every vaccine has to be tested uh, very carefully. And that's where all the checks and balances in the regulatory process that people like Dr. Jamil have been pushing for come in. In our desperation for a vaccine to be developed as fast as possible, there's a whole history of evidence that we need to make sure isn't forgotten. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. At the end of the week, a new question.